Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with Jun Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope that you are doing well, or I guess I should say welcome to today's group therapy session because I'm sure we all need it. We're going to air out our grievances, get everything on the table, get everything out on the table very quickly. Thank you to our wonderful patrons over at Patreon and to our newest patrons, Ennio Di Clemente, Daniel Wilson, and Scott Monroe. Your support is greatly, greatly appreciated. So thank you so much for that. Okay, Andy, let's go. Let's begin the therapy session. Everybody have a seat on the couch. We're going to get this over with. That was from every single possible aspect yesterday, Andy. That was horrible. I don't think you could have dreamt of a worse performance in just about every single aspect by Roma. Now... We will touch upon every single episode, every single negative that was involved with yesterday. But I mentioned it in the regular episode before the match that I was very pleased to see that the team was becoming significantly more self-aware in recent weeks about their struggles in these big matches. I thought that was a positive thing, that they were willing to acknowledge it, willing to admit publicly at least that We have difficulties, whether it be from a tactical, mental, character, whatever it may be, aspect in these matches against the bigger sides, and we tend to struggle, and we allow that to affect our play on the pitch. I was very pleased to hear them say that, especially Mancini. You mentioned it in one of the previous episodes, how he he really hammered home this point of, listen, we have to change this path when it comes to the bigger matches and these direct clashes against the other clubs in this race for the top four. So from that regard, I had a much more optimistic feeling entering this one than I have in the previous bigger matches against the likes of Napoli, Atalanta, matches that I necessarily did not expect much from to begin with. This one, however, I thought Roma would win. I expected them to win. And there are several things that you can choose as far as like what your biggest problem or your biggest issue or your biggest complaint from yesterday was. But I think you really don't have to look much further than the first half of an hour. The way Roma begin these big matches is so damning from the player aspect, from the managerial aspect. It is a massive, massive indictment on Paolo Fonseca. It is a massive indictment on the players and perhaps their lack of character, perhaps their their lack of balls, their lack yes. of courage. 
there is something going on there and it's extremely negative and it speaks to a ill-prepared team and a team that enters these matches before the whistle even blows for kickoff. They almost enter this match with defeat. They're already done. And that first half an hour yesterday, again, I think is indicative of the Roma that you tend to get in these big matches. Now, I, I went over all of the statistics and the data yesterday because I was so bothered by what happened yesterday, especially the XG, the expected goals yesterday was a nightmare in that regard. But let's begin on a baseline level, Andy. What was your biggest issue or problem with what took place yesterday in Rome? Because again, that was abhorrent from every single point of view. Well, John, the the biggest problem I have with with this with this performance is um, obviously, as in every single game that we've had against these bigger sides, is is the attitude and um, the attitude because once again, this was a, a chance. To prove the the critics wrong, this was a chance to make up for the Benevento game, which for me again, I I you know I mentioned it on the podcast that that followed that particular game, but to me that was the game. Uh, to me, losing those two points um, is more painful than uh, than 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 losing yeah. the three points against Milan. To be honest, and I thought that yeah. if 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 that didn't if that didn't boost uh, our players to you know motivate them to go out there and dominate uh, a physically and mentally fragile Milan because that's you know that's who Milan are right now um they didn't look right. good yeah. uh, you know in terms of uh, physicality they didn't uh, they they look shaky uh, over the past few weeks and um they've been touchable you know it's they 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 they've they have, lost yeah. games they've played uh, in, in a way that is completely different to the way they played uh, the start of the season. They're not as consistent. They're not as focused. And you did not take a, advantage of that. And so that mm. is, to me, the the most crushing thing about this. Um, once again, you had... You had a chance. You you had a chance to, to put some difference between uh, yourself and Lazio. Um, yes. You had a chance to run away from from Napoli. Um, you had a chance to make up for uh, for Juve's recent uh, streak. Let's put it that way. Although it hasn't been quite successful, but still, that you know, yeah. we, as I said before, this game. I mean, this game. You could look at this game from two perspectives. Either you would you would go on and win it and and find yourself in a, an excellent position. Uh, standings wise or you would go on to lose it and um, you'd be looking up yeah, at all the, the teams opposite. in front of you uh, and shaking your head right. in disappointment and unfortunately uh, today we find ourselves in exactly that position shaking our heads um, thinking what went wrong once again what went wrong I completely agree about the attitude that was beyond disturbing again I think that the way they enter onto the pitch is a huge problem. They they seem already defeated. It's uh, it, it is it's very very disturbing. And I, and again, a, a big indictment on both the players and the manager and Fonseca. One one issue I have though is 
it seemed as though the refereeing performance of Marco Guido, which, let's be completely frank here, was abhorrent. But there's no way that you can take bigger issue with that than with Paolo Fonseca's setup, the players' performances, individual various performances. I, I, I guess I, I didn't like how Guida essentially became the scapegoat. And, and listen, I, I'm not here to ever defend any Italian referee. I will never do so. But it, I, I felt as if too many people were willing to give it all my pass because there was this controversial refereeing episode and again I hate to be that person but that that's not why they lost okay they lost because in the 33rd minute Roma had conceded an xg of like 2.3 Roma had an uh, they ended the match with an xg or an uh, xg against of over three Roma did not lose this match because of Marco Guida now did he have a terrible and controversial display in the match of course does it need to be take, taken into consideration when you consider the whole result in its entirety? Of course, of course. Nobody is arguing otherwise. But what I'm saying is that Roma were so negative and that there were so many issues on display that just pointing simply at the referee as to the reason behind the result, I think, again, it, it's almost like handing Roma, the players, Fonseca, a get-out-of-jail-free card. They were so bad and yes the referee played a part but I think it's more critical to look at the problems that were on display today within Roma the beauty in this is that two things can be true at once I know in the year of 2021 that seems like a novel idea but here's the thing you could have a refereeing performance that was comedically bad and also acknowledge the fact that Roma played horribly so both can be true at the same time. But I, I have a feeling just based on some of your tweets, I, I saw you were you were fuming well, not fuming, you were you were not happy with Marco Guida after. So I'm going to assume you may you probably think that I'm under undervaluing or maybe not assigning enough blame to the referee. Listen, I uh, I'll probably come off as as uh, quite uh, quite aggressive or um <laughs> Uh, you know, okay. quite outrageous. All right, but I've been warned. To me, there is, this, and this is. Listen, this is how I see it. You cannot, you cannot tell me not to consider what just happened in terms of refereeing. Um, you cannot swipe it under the rug. You know, uh, completely agree. The, the, the agree. refereeing performance cannot be forgotten, cannot be excluded from the conversation that we are about to have. Uh, concerning this game, there is there is no Roma Milan um, without the refereeing, okay? Uh, and and just as there isn't Roma Milan without Roma's awful performance, so it's I don't I don't I can't I don't see why one has to exclude the other. You can have no a, a no no terrible, it terrible it performance. Um, you can have a team that was truly unconvincing, um, a team that really got rattled in in the opening minutes and uh, and and just wasn't ready. What was not ready? Um, not for the first time and 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 unprepared, unfocused. Um, but there is also uh, a conversations that needs to be held. In regards to the the refereeing that certainly played a major part in in this game, so to me it's a game of two halves, and it's not uh, a term that is used again to 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 talk about the first half of the game and the second half of the game. No, this is 
there is one half that concerns our performance which was again very disappointing um you always hope to see this team carry on the momentum to these big games and time and time again uh they seem to be flat out uh tired and 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 flat out disappointed in themselves even before the game started um they have their heads down they don't really they can't really attack they can't really defend they don't really know how to move around the pitch and 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 that is always so shocking to me because it's usually uh, following a, a beautiful display you know um a convincing display and we always say before these big games oh i th- i think i think they may they may now find the the right way to play these games this may be the game okay and um turns out this was not the game uh but i don't i cannot accept a criticism of our performance that does not include uh, the way this match was steered in in terms of refereeing, absolutely, I cannot have that. I cannot have that conversation because it was it was uh, too shocking even to put to words. And um, it's uh, sometimes this league, you know, you you think you've seen everything, and uh, certainly as Roma fans, we've seen quite a lot. But but this keeps happening, and uh, with the with the introduction of the VR, we. We've accomplished what you know. We've we've solved what problem? It, I I I think in only the first year of of uh, since um, the introduction of the VAR. So I believe it was 2017, 2018. That season was probably the closest we've come to to a really good uh, footballing season in in Serie A. Um, so far, it's been disappointing. The, the referees have never been held accountable for for their mistakes the technology has has rarely been uh used in a in a correct way and um that's it's it's just very very disappointing altogether the performance and the referee for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, absolutely. Both were abhorrent, both were inexcusable. It was it was from again all points of view a complete and utter nightmare. I guess is probably the only word I can use at this point. Tactically, though, uh, let's move there because you and I we we praised Roma for the way they looked against Juve because we, you have to take a nuanced point of view again with Fonseca and his record against these big sides. Yes, it is extremely negative when you look at it in its entirety. It's it's indefensible, his lack of results against the big sides. You, you, you can't defend it. However, what we can do is take this down to sort of a granular level and break each of them down. For instance, the recent losses against Juve, against Lazio, even though those were 2-0, to zero, against Juve and 3-0 to zero in the Derby. In both of those matches, Roma conceded an XG, expected goals, of under one. 
And a lot of the conceded goals in these big matches do come down to individual errors. That was the case today. Paul Lopez gifting a chance to Ibra, then gifting the second goal to Rebic. Listen, we'll, we'll, we'll get into him a bit later, but he's done, finished. I don't ever want to see him again. Just play Mirante for the remainder of the season. I know you and I have gone back and forth on this, but I, I, I just can't stomach any more Paul Lopez. Yeah, thank you for the 20 saves. That's great. But being a goalkeeper is more about not making mistakes. The wonderful saves are phenomenal. They're, they, they allow you to have a much better comp on YouTube, of course. But when you're making these elementary mistakes, gifting goals to the opposition, the incredible saves that you make are deemed, uh, are deemed almost not useless, but these things don't cancel each other out. Just because you make a good save does not cancel out the mistake that you made that led the opposition to scoring a goal. It doesn't work like that. I wish it did, but it doesn't. But from a tactical perspective yesterday, Andy, what was your biggest problem with the way Roma played, with Fonseca's approach, the way they set themselves up? For me, this match was not like the one against Juve or Lazio where you played very sound defensively and you were just punished by individual mistakes. Yes, you had individual mistakes today, but you also had a midfield that was bypassed with ease. You had a defense made of a 35 or 45-year-old corpse in Federico Fazio, who we will talk about him too, at a comandante, imbecile. But when you really take a deep dive, especially from a statistical point of view, when you look at the heat maps as well, and then the XG added to it all, this was a Roma that was torn apart in the midfield and was all over the place defensively they lost their shape Gonzalo Villar a guy that you and I really really like had his worst performance again if you look at his statistics I put them out on Twitter right when he was substituted off by Fonseca he had one one duel out of I believe it was six or seven duels on the evening he won only one very poor performance they had a two great goal but he completely annihilated the shape that Roma was attempting to keep. So from your perspective, Andy, what is it from the tactical point of view that, that irked you most? To repeat, I, I think you could point to a number of things in this regard. You know, this is a very difficult question because um, I think this game showed you that uh, when it comes to defending against these bigger sides, you're always... You always come from a, a, a position uh, of of disadvantage, and and probably that's what I've I, I will hel, hel, hold against uh, Fonseca the most is that so far he has not been able to adapt to these bigger games. He's he's been walking mm. into these big matches um, like he's been walking into you know the Udinese games, the Bologna games, and so on. He's uh, and yeah. and you can't have that because you've seen it now. Um, the record is what what it is. You know what the problems are. You know how this team has looked in 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 the the course of of the last few important matches. You know what the issues were, and 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 you should know better and you should adapt and switch things up. And I understand that there is a problem. 
you know, with injuries. Uh, I mean, you you basically have to call up Fazio from his vacation. So that's never good. That's never a good <laughs> sign. But um, you you just can't you can't treat these games like you know like it's an episode because it's not. This is right. has become a trend, right. and I think that the worst thing about it this is that the players have bought into this trend they start to believe that they cannot win these games it's 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 really it's i think it's quite it's quite a a a certain thing we can assume that they've come to the conclusion probably some of these players have come to the conclusion that um they just cannot win these games that they're these games are you know meant to be drawn but uh, for a win forget about it and i can recall roma's best run um last season uh, in Fonseca's first season, that they, they, he they went the team went on a run when um, when when Fonseca uh, started to approach these bigger games um, more defensively, and he did that by mm, yeah. by having Mancini playing the midfield along with Diawara, right. so two defensively minded, more technical players, um, and and Vertu along Vertu. And you and and that team, that was you know that was Mancini, that was Smalling. You had Cristante. Um, that was a very solid team. And if you look at those games, you look at the victory, you know the win against Napoli. Um, you look at that run where Pastore looked like the you know the second coming of Totti. Um, that that team succeeded by adapting by by switching things up m- making things more unpredictable um and and i think that this is what's lacking right now is that and that's what also was the biggest problem for for this game against milan is we had no balance when you have uh, cristante and fazio you obviously need to you know as good as cristante has been as a defender you still have to provide him with 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 more coverage because he's a midfielder you know it's he can play in the defense and he he's he's doing great but he's never going to be a phenomenon there so you got to have more coverage you got to have more players willing to help out ready to 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 um to stay back instead of you know advancing getting lost in the you know in in the forward area of the pitch you can't have that um Especially when you have Fazio, obviously you know he's slow on the turn. You know he's gonna have issues against Milan's attack, and um, that the the smartest thing would have been to to make the midfield more dense. You, you gotta clog that midfield up in those situations when you know you're getting overrun. When you know that Pellegrini is 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 more prone to run forward. You know that Vertu likes uh, attacking, going. You know more box to box um you know that vr is at his first real season and he still can't handle all the duties in these big gear games you need somebody extra there and i think that the uh, that's what's probably the most disappointed aspect is that this roma team at its best was a team that knew how to switch things up and um and surprise the opponent and instead uh, no matter what the what the bigger side is, we 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 come we come off and looking predictable. And think about it, even Pirlo, who I think 
is really i mean it's uh, it's very disappointing again to see <laughs> juventus being handled this way but even pirlo managed to read us and he understood that hey if i park the bus against this team that um thrives off of you know counter attacks um then I'll just I can I can sit back and let Cristiano Ronaldo do his magic and similarly Pioli did the same he knew how to you know how to slice us open um and and in th- in these games where you can't find the balance uh, in the middle of the of the of the pitch when you can't find the right uh, formation in terms of linking up the, the defense with the midfield players like Spinazzola players like Karsdorp become worthless you know they can't be effective in a system like this and your most important players like Mkhitaryan um, can't really uh, do anything to, to, to save this team and so that's really that's and again that's that's another aspect of it is that once again our most important players don't perform in these bigger games and that I think is another very very key problem that this season so far Whenever the you know the the big game arrived, and you think, okay, we have these pros, we have these guys who've ha- who have you know quite some experience and um, and who've performed really well this season so far, and what where are they? Nowhere to be found. And and you know as as doesn't matter what team we're talking about, if they don't have that key player or two key players that that make the difference in these games and that can get you that goal that can give you that that winning run um then you're really looking at uh you know uh, a very unfortunate uh, set of circumstances and that definitely doesn't put you in a position to win these games okay king paulo lopez let's get to him I hated and despised the argument that, well, he made up for his mistake with some great saves and he kept a couple more goals potentially out of the back of the net. And again, I I, I hate this line of argument because it's not as if those saves erase the stupid mistake that you made like you did on that second goal. So uh, I don't know. You and I keep going back and forth on Lopez or Mirante, which just goes to show you the position that Roma are in. It's like being asked, you know, do you prefer to be kicked in the right or the left testicle? It's going to hurt either way. It, it, this sucks. But I do find the argument that it, just because he made a couple of great saves, it, it sort of cancels out the stupid errors that he made. I, I find that to be ridiculous. Well, listen, it may be ridiculous, but that's what kept us alive in the first half. And uh, yep. it... Once again, it's um, I think it's it's a it's a case of of lack of confidence, lack of confidence in um, yeah, it in has the, to be in There's the no, players no around him, lack of confidence in the goalkeeper. Um, with Fazio really, you know, doing you know that making that dumb pass um, that already puts you, you know, that already makes you insecure. That already sends you you know chills down your spine okay that doesn't it's it's no good and you can't have that in these in these games you can't have that episode where somebody makes a dumb play and puts the whole team at risk and um and then the team sort of crumbles because of episodes like that and i think with lopez um 
Powell had some great saves in the in the in the first half, and and then the occasional mistake happens, and that mistake becomes crucial and um, makes ultimately makes the difference. I think that we've had this problem with this with the goalkeeper for a long time. I don't know if Mirante is the answer. I don't think so because Mirante has had his terrible fair fair share of games. Um, he's he's been disappointing too. So it's uh, it, it, it it's difficult. It's you you're immediately looking at a you know an uphill battle um, because you cannot have a team functioning, a team winning, a team having ambitions. Um, when you can't trust your goalkeeper, I've I've said this many many times. I'm not about to repeat myself, but it's um it's about having trust in each other. And when you make a pass like that, when your goalkeeper uh, misplaces a ball, then the whole team crumbles. And it's it it's that domino effect that you hate seeing. But unfortunately, Roma have have been dealing with that for the past three years, starting with Olsen, and it's been the same story. Every big game, it's been the same story, and that immediately is a decisive factor because you're looking at a team that has Donnarumma in goal, and you have Paul Lopez, and you you know that if somebody's gonna make a mistake, it's gonna be the latter, um, and 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 that's crushing because you always want to have chances to win these games, and if you have this this weak link. And the players themselves, because if you hear some post-game press conference, I believe it was Cristante, you can he- you can hear that there is you know that didn't sound too confident about about Fazio, about Paulo Lopez, and you just cannot have that. You cannot have that if you want to win a game like this. And then there's that comandante who, listen, I think we all would agree that the penalty decision awarded against him was dubious, to say the least. But, my gosh, for a guy of his age and his experience to be clapping in the face of the referee like that, and then to know that he has just been sitting on his backside collecting, I think with bonuses, it's 2.8 million euros. That was infuriating to watch unfold infuriating yeah um stupid you know typical predictable stupid yes that's i think that's all you can do and that's all you can say about fazio right now and i don't think i don't even think that he had 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 that bad of a game at moments he was very convincing but the issue is that we are talking about somebody that's been sitting on the bench for a few months now um his most recent contributions were disappointing to say the least and it's just it's it's again it's roma having to rely on players that are far past their prime mm, that yep. players that know fully well that their time at roma is is up but they right. refuse to believe it um b- refuse to accept it refuse to be competitive in any other setting because they know life is comfortable at Roma and when you have a player like that start in a game of this magnitude then you can consider yourself you know um in a disadvantage that's it that's that's what I got to say about this because it's if we're here talking in 2021 uh and we we have to talk about seeing a bad Fazio performance as a starter then something is clearly wrong and it means that you really need to um, change your interpreters. 
you need to find people that are reliable, that are good, that want to have, you know, a fresh start, that don't treat Roma as a vacation spot, but as something that can be meaningful for their careers. And, um, and that's it, because it's acceptable for VR to make mistakes. But a veteran like Fazio, who was having a pretty good game, in my opinion, um, can't put your team in, in, in a position like that. You just can't have it. And unfortunately, in these big games, more and more frequently, you, you, you see players of Fazio's age or of his caliber, um, of his pedigree, let's say, okay, whatever that pedigree may be, make these ridiculous ridiculous choices ridiculous mistakes it's um that then consequently cost you and they cost you a lot without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, and, and just going back to the penalty decision, only because I have Sky Spartan now, and they're, they're running the, the highlights from yesterday evening. Gosh, that was... I, I guess I'm confused as to how you award the first after consulting with VAR, and then with the second... Not only do you wave it off, you award the foul against Mkhitaryan, and you also do not consult with VAR. Guida was the nightmarish does not even begin to properly describe it, and it always seems like it's Roma on the losing on the losing end of these things. Yeah, and and I wonder um, if somebody has a stat like that. I believe that Roma have encountered the same two or three referees in all big games. And I don't want to make a case of this, but it's um it's it's pretty ironic that whenever you look at uh, the sort of the decision who is going to referee, it's you know, you always find the same name as Dynamic the VAR of Guidani Irrati. Yes, Irrati and so on and then you find, you know, the same names for Guida or Di Bello. And the worst thing about it is that the decisions are never fair they're, they're they never go they're never shared equally so you can't give milan a penalty like that and then not give roma a penalty like that okay you can't have that that's and it's not a matter of 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 saying that 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 you know that referee is biased against roma no that's saying that referee is not doing his job properly and um and I'm really tired of seeing this affect so many important games. I'm still fuming about the Sassuolo game. I'm still fuming. I'm not. I'm not over that because that game right there. That's another. That's another two points lost. That's another two points that should that that that, that were gone. That are not there. That should have been a three-point game. Okay, that should have been a win, and it wasn't because of a stupid referee. Um, so this is. It's disappointing once again to to find yourself um, this year and with this technology at your disposal, with with referees making the same boneheaded decisions inconsistently. It's it's just terrible. It's terrible to see these these decisions being made, and um, especially in games of this magnitude, because you really want to 
to have these matches reflect a performance you want to have them reflect an attitude a team something instead you find yourself with a game like this i don't care if roma got rattled in the opening uh, minutes okay i i could not care less we're not having this discussion right now okay we're not having a discussion where it's oh but roma didn't deserve to draw i don't i don't give a shit honestly you have to give me a penalty okay then we can talk that that penalty must be given and then we can see what happens then we can you know draw our conclusions then we can still criticize the team but give me that penalty because because if we're talking about deserving something that penalty was fully deserved Definitely. So what now then? That was deflating. You and I both said that this was a crucial match in the race for the top four. What now? What are you feeling? I always am labeled the pessimist around here. And in recent weeks, I was trying to even be quite optimistic. But I think that uh, sort of this game seals the deal for me in terms of can we make the Champions League? Um, I know there are still some, some chances... You know, there is, there is still, we can still play. We can still play for it. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the odds are. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I can't say I'm the betting man, but um, you'd really have to go undefeated till the end of the season to, to really have a chance. I mean, really, because you see teams like Atalanta that despite their inconsistencies, they have more juice. They do. They have more weapons. They find ways to win. Um, you, you you see this Napoli that, again, despite inconsistencies, is still right there. You see that this Juve team, despite the inconsistency, have a player in Ronaldo who can still make the difference. So it's 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 tough. It's tough. And, and I thought that, once again, Benevento game was the game to win, you know. I I could have even accepted a draw against Milan. I I I I just I just would have wanted those three points against Benevento. Those three those three points against Benevento had to be the the sure thing. And unfortunately, that's not reality we're looking at. We you know that's that's what a week a week time you know a week time makes makes all the difference. And um and we find ourselves in a position where it's really tough to 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 Very, think that you yeah. can make a difference this season. Um I thought that this season is compromised by a number of factors so far. Um the mm. fact that we've lost Smalling so many times for a player that was so important uh last season where we had really one of the best defenses. Remember in the yes. opening months to yes. the season Mancini and Smalling were absolutely on point. They were elite. They were, and yep. uh, and now you can't even count on Smalling. You you have to uh, you have to pray to have him at least sitting on the bench. Um, then that Jeko thing, that Jeko thing made a, a a huge difference in terms of how how this team plays, how how what the relations are between the the the, the, the former captain and 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 the the coach. Um, it certainly had its its sort of uh, it's it certainly had its impact on on the locker room and and whatnot, um, and yeah, and that that goalkeeper, that goalkeeper, the inconsistent, below mediocre, below average goalkeeping, 
um, even in situations where you would just need a fairly okay goalkeeper to make the difference that that wasn't um that wasn't the case for us this season so far that's that that's that hasn't been the case at all you've always um been uh on on unequal terms with with opponents doesn't matter if it's Cagliari with Cranio Udinese with Musso Inter with Handanovic um you've always played with goalkeepers that could not make the difference that could not give you that that extra boost when you needed it and ultimately that will always uh, have an impact on, on the results that follow and undoubtedly I find myself here agreeing with you that this is a major blow. Yeah well I, m- I mentioned this before and, and admittedly I, I perhaps made too big of a deal of Fonseca's record against the big sides too early and I, I did catch a little bit of criticism for that and, and and maybe that was warranted and fair maybe maybe I was a little bit on that too early but since then I, I think more people have started to agree with me in this regard but I still take a huge issue with Paolo Fonseca once again getting his setup and his approach all wrong and the again I, I said it after I believe I said it after Atalanta it doesn't seem like he's learning from his mistakes. He is leaving Roma too vulnerable from a tactical point of view. I, I, I just hated everything about his approach yesterday. And, and again, I, I think that this, the, the approach was, was predictable. And that's the worst thing you can say about, about coming into a game against Milan. You wanted to, you wanted to attack this team. This team has not been on a good run okay they they they've had a number of injuries um a number of 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 losses that i i felt shook that team they didn't don't look good physically at all uh and and you wanted to go into this game and dominate make it unpredictable make it make it make it exciting make it exciting to watch to play you wanted to to see a team that felt and looked and played different. And what you got was the same old, same old. Yeah. You got the, the same formation. You got the, the more or less the same players with all their deficiencies. And those those deficiencies going into a game of this magnitude were known. I I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, because to me, that's it's not about asking the team to be more compact. This is about asking the team to play differently. You cannot approach these games like you're approaching Bologna. You cannot approach these games like you're approaching Udinese. You have to approach these games like, you know, the Pinto said it before the match. This is, you know, we want to treat this as a final. Whenever we say that, we lose. Um, I wonder why. Uh, shocker. So that's, to me, that's the biggest, uh, that's the biggest criticism that I can point to in this game is that um, you should have been sharp you should have been really really you should have been really looking sharp as hell and you looked flat as a pancake <laughs> well if if you feel dead inside still from yesterday brighten up my friend because there's a midweek fixture against Fiorentina that has to make you feel great right well, this is probably the first time I, I, I will say I don't feel anything 
Okay, <laughs> I don't feel anything. No. To me, um, a game midweek in itself is is very hard to judge. And um, after a showing like we had against Milan, it's it's difficult. It's it's yeah. difficult to think of anything positive going forward. I do think that the the Milan game should be a big wake up call to Fonseca. I probably you know we've read that um, Paul Lopez might not start. I don't know if that will be carried forward. Uh, it's again that's not a reason to get excited over you know we know what what Mirante um, can offer and that's very little judging by this season uh, by his input this season and um, I don't know I want something different John I want to I want to see a team uh, play and have fun again okay because that's the most important part of it is that to see what this team this team did so well is make these matches look easy and I want to have that feeling again after uh, that crushing defeat um, I want to get excited again and uh, so far uh, I really can't help myself when I say I don't feel anything my word uh, okay well is this where we should end the the funeral service a mortuary probably would have been more uplifting than we were today so we apologize if we brought you down with us. But again, hopefully we were able to provide some sort of levity after an incredibly disappointing performance yesterday evening. So that is where we will leave it. We will be back later in the week after the match against Fiorentina. So till then, ciao. Ciao. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done